good mic check, you know, just do your thing. Check, 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 check. Hey, y'all, and welcome to In Kaylin Color. I'm your host, Kendra, and I'm here to tell you all about true black crime. I want to bring the light, the unheard, and push down stories of black serial killers, lesser-known murderers, and true tales of crime scene cleanup. The danger in ignoring black victims and perpetrators is not only in the devaluation of black life, but also in ignoring systematic oppression that makes black people more vulnerable to violent crime and less likely to receive justice. I'm not saying let's celebrate black crime, but let's just bring some light to it and let the people know what's really happening. True crime is horrible. Luckily, I'm not. Here we go. These are their stories. episode number 13 of In Killing Color. Today, we're going to talk about Zena Robertson. But as usual, you don't know who that is. <laughs> but by the end of the episode, you will. Let's get to it. In the nearly 20 years that Zena Robertson lived in northwestern Georgia, the only blemish that she had on her record was some shoplifting. She got arrested back in 1999, but outside of that, there was nothing else. And that basically ended on August 16th, 2013, when the police in Rome, Georgia, joined two other detectives from Columbus, and they arrested 49-year-old Zena on a charge of aggravated murder. So she goes from just seemingly thievery, then 10 years later, it's, hey, we're arresting you because you're going to jail for murder. So the Columbus detectives, they got a warrant and they charged her in the fatal stabbing of a 77-year-old Anna Mae Florence. Now, that particular crime has been unsolved for the last 26 years. So, if we're math is mathing, she's 49, minus 26 is what? I don't know. Anyway, that's how long she was on the run. <laughs> so, um, Anna Mae Florence, she was killed on June 26, 1987, in her apartment in Columbus's north side. The police said at the time her killer was a woman who had knocked on her door, claiming that she was getting money for a charity to benefit the elderly. The other residents of the complex reported similar visits that day from a young lady. So she was going around either really getting coins or scamming coins to the old people. They said that she, you know, was trying to get money. She got a couple things. They said it was all for charity, but come to find out she actually needed the money to pay off a drug debt. So the man was like, you better get out here and figure out what you're going to give me or it's lights out for you. So she went through the door all day, everybody's doors all day, every day with that sales pitch. Now, they said that she had moved to Columbus not too long before from Alabama, which was the old lady. And she said that she gave her a couple dollars. And then Robertson, 
decided that she wanted more money. She asked her. The lady said no. So then Florence grabbed a kitchen knife to defend herself. And then Robinson, the knocking home girl, she came back, took it, and stabbed her three times. Now, she also received some blunt force trauma to the head. So they're thinking that she kind of beat her with a telephone as well, like one of the wall phones. So not only do you come to her door and want money, seemingly for charity, then she gives it to you and you be like, nah, I need some more. She doesn't give it to you. It's giving stab. Give me more money. Stab. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. So Florence's sister and her brother-in-law, um, they had came around 1030 that morning to um, take her grocery shop. And they heard her screaming because they were still kind of in the area. So they um, looked over. They saw an open door and they saw a bloody lady run out. The brother-in-law had tried to grab her arm, but it was so bloody she slipped and got away. So he had his hands on the killer and it was so bloody that it slipped. That's a lot of blood. From giving what they said, it was only two stabs. That's a lot of blood and she lost the grip and she hauled ass. Um, after that, you know, Robertson get to get away, but she moved to Georgia not long after that and basically lived a whole like, oh, we're ready for to live life because we don't have to worry about anybody finding out about what we did because it's like <laughs> we just we just gonna live we just gonna move and act like we didn't do nothing so she was cool from 87 to 99 and then that's when she got picked up for shoplifting and her fingerprints got put in the database so after 27 years the homicide detectives finally got a hit from fingerprints from the that day of to 99. Obviously, science has changed and evolved and a lot since then because obviously they couldn't figure that out back then, but if homegirl had got low, you wouldn't have found her anyway, especially not at 87. So, hey, science, you do your thing, okay? Now, um, they re-interviewed the guy who had given them the information initially about, you know, the girl running down the street and he grabbed her. But this time, he actually said that he told them that Zena had confessed to him that she had robbed and killed her. So, it's like, she told somebody, and he told the police something completely different than what she told them, so nothing happened. Okay, all right, well, so... Assistant prosecutor Renee Amlin said that Robertson's right thumbprint was a match for a print found on the living room wall and her right middle fingerprint matched a print found on the mayonnaise jar in the apartment. Why was Zena's fingerprint on the mayonnaise? Was she going to make a sandwich after she stabbed with the knife? Was she going to use that knife to make a sandwich? With the Duke's mayonnaise. It's probably going to be Duke's mayonnaise. But, um, girl, what she was doing? Really, like, why, Like, I, I would really like to know why her fingerprint was on a jar of mayonnaise. I, <laughs> anyway, she said that Florence's niece, Rebecca um, Robertson, called her in 2012 to, you know, reopen the case. And then shortly after that, they said that Zena's name was not mentioned anywhere in there. So they kind of 
used Robertson, which is the niece, as a suspect. And they trying to almost kind of try to blame it on her, but because she was kind of same age range, but not really. So they want to try to figure out why Zena just did this and ran off like what she was going through. So just a little bit of black background, black ground, background on Anna Mae Florence is the victim. Um, she spent most of her life basically living on a farm, working in backwoods, Alabama. They said that when her husband died, she then took her kids and her family to Columbus where she had no more children. Um, they remember her. They said that she was, her family said she was a really sweet lady and she had really good, like fun stories about her life. Cause we all love old people with good stories. Cause that makes for a great time, especially when they've been drinking. Um, her family also believes that it was her good nature that basically caused her to open the door um, that ultimately ended in her dying. Um, she didn't believe in banks, they said. So all of her money was in the house. And she used to carry in like a little sash on a belt. And the belt was also <clears throat> taken. So they've never found that. So I'm sure she got away with that belt as well. They said that she did kind of fight for her life that day. So I'm guessing that's where all the blood and stuff came from. Because she was probably like, I'm not going down without a fight. And at the end of the day, they said that uh, DNA didn't lie. So, Zena, you're going to get caught because the DNA, she's not giving false. It's not giving false results with the DNA. So, Zena has, she's never been married and she has no kids, but she does have relatives in Georgia. And she is like fighting extradition at the point of when this story came out. So they said that the um, Columbus police contacted Rome, which is Rome, Georgia. And they said they would be coming down there to look for her. They said the search didn't take too long. They did one address check and a restaurant where she ordered some takeout food. And that's how they ended up getting her address. They arrested her. She went peacefully because, I mean, hey, you got away with killing somebody 20-something years ago. Girl, you've been living your whole life. It's time to pay. It's time to pay what you owe and it's time for you to go to jail so then she gets in jail gets charged and she goes on to say I'm so sorry about everything I wish I could bring her back but I can't I'm so sorry you wasn't sorry when you was trying to make that sandwich you wasn't sorry when you took her money bill you wasn't sorry when you stabbed her and you wasn't sorry when you came knock knock knocking at her door in the name of charity if you wanted a sandwich, sis, she probably would have made it for you. I'm sure she would have loved to have made you a sandwich. Why, for real? So now, at the time, Robertson, she was 50. She pleaded guilty to the murder and received the mandatory sentence, which is life. The judge told her, she's like, you know, for 27 years, you've been living your life. You could have been in prison for a much shorter time than they spent looking for you. So... She could have got off and had way less time in jail. She could have did. Shit, you was out for 26 years. If you had got 25, guess what? You'd be out now. But now you're going back to jail. After you've only been in jail just for, you know, pillaging around and stealing a couple things. And now you are going to prison. That you could have already done your time and went out home. But... <laughs> neither here nor there Zena um 
at the end of the day, everybody's family is glad that they got a little bit of closure in this case because that old lady, she looked really sweet. I'm going to make sure I put her pictures up. She looked like a sweet little granny, but she also looked like she had a mouth too. So she probably was cussing Zena ass, slapped the fuck out. And she just was probably like, I am, bitch, not me, not today. <laughs> it's not funny. But I always, like I said, I always make light of things because why not? But yeah. So that is the 26-year-old unsolved murder case for Anna Mae Florence. And Zena, hi girl, how's jail? Probably sucks, but he was free for 26 years, so that's cool. You got it. <laughs> I didn't even, I'm not even doing my exit. I'm just you know, gonna, no. Okay. No, I mean, honestly, like this one was, like for me, it felt a little more subdued than normal. I don't know, maybe I'm getting used to it. It was, probably, it was subdued. It wasn't a lot of, you know. This one isn't going to, like, I'm not going to have a hard time. You're not going to be upset about this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I will say, um, it was everything I could do to not laugh when you started talking about that damn sandwich. <laughs> like, like, a sandwich? trying to make a sandwich, girl? She probably had some good cold cuts in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> some good cold cuts. 